Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Uncensored, unfiltered, uncut. You are listening to Just Thinking with the one and only Stan Wangland. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck are you doing today? It's a beautiful day in upstate New York in the United States of America. I'm saying that because we're reaching over 90 countries on our broadcast. Can you believe that? Some of the places, my goodness gracious. I'm going to have to do a list of them again. I, I, my producer and I were discussing that the other day. It's just crazy, man. All the places that um, this show is heard and people listen um, you know, to the program from. So thank you. And uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, it's a good theme to talk about other countries because I, I you know, the, the show for today, I, I saw some information several weeks ago and I was going to do a show on this. And uh, I got waylaid by all the other things that are happening in the world. And again, it came up today. And I guess uh, the name of the show could be Is American Education Failing? And, uh, you know, the real, the, the more important point is, uh, yeah, I do think it's failing. And um, I'll tell you why uh, in the episode here. But uh, 
There's multiple reasons for that. Some of what the experts say, and since I've worked with kids in the educational system, like lots of my friends have who listen to the show, uh, I, I, I think uh, I, I might have some idea uh, about m- what might be some other factors that uh, might go, go unnoticed. But, uh, you know, I, I think the system is failing. I think it's struggling. Um, uh, I, I think it uh, is going through a lot of cultural changes uh, in terms of its performance and expectations and the way we do business in general. And it's affecting, uh, it's affecting kids, it's affecting grown-ups, it's affecting uh, our business, our economy. Uh, and quite frankly, it's going to affect, uh, you know, overall our culture. And, and, and it does today in, in, in terms of, you know, how we make decisions, how we act, uh, you know, what kind of things that we believe in or don't believe in. All those things are really, uh, in my opinion, um, you know, uh, important parts of the educational system. Uh, you know, the educational system is not just there to teach you, as they used to say, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Um, it, there, there's a lot more that goes into that, and, and we don't do that anymore uh, in, in many of these areas. So how about some, uh, you know, real data in terms of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning the educational system. Where do we rank in 2019, uh, rather in 2019? Well, there's all kinds of, um, you know, rankings that are done. And uh, I've got some rankings, uh, education rankings by country, by population in 2019. And the source is uh, Best Countries for Education. And uh, in the in 2018, we were ranked number 27th, and today, uh, by my count, uh, we're ranked number 24. Uh, would I say that's an improvement? Yeah, it's an improvement in this one particular scale. But overall, uh, what the information says for 2019 is that when you take involved all factors, we're declining from where we were in even 2018. But let's take a look at some of the countries that are ahead of us, and. Uh, you know, how this is devised, you know, the, the countries for the best education uh, by population is taking reading scores, math scores, and science scores. You've seen this on the news. And, you know, uh, you know what are those scores and, and what's the total score? And I'm not, I'm not going to give you the scores and the numbers and everything else like that. I'll, I'll tell you who's, you know, number one and, 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 and you know, down the, down the line there and see what you think. Uh, China is actually number one in the total score, and it has the best reading, math, and science scores. And uh, boy, that's borne out in the United States. I'm a you know psychology professor, uh, you know, working with the state of you know the SUNY system. That's the state of New York. Uh, their educational model here in New York State, the state you know college education system. And uh, we see that with Asian students, they're really fine students and they are very well prepared in terms of their reading, their math and their science. And a large number of the students, they're, they're coming here and, and studying with us. And English is a second language and they're, they're quite proficient uh, in doing the same work in something that's their second language. Uh, I've had Korean students before who could barely speak English. I don't know how in God's name they could sit through my course, but they did. Learned well, uh, not only with take-home tests or written projects, but things that were done spontaneously on the spot. You know, it was amazing and extremely hard workers. So we have China is number one, Hong Kong, of course, being tied into China and the people protesting violently. Uh, Number two, 
I mean, they're just, uh, you know, actually their total score is higher, uh, you know, than China itself. Uh, but uh, they're listed as a, a second, you know, a second entity. Then you have Finland. You have Singapore. There you go. Another thing with an Asian country. Then you have Japan. Uh, and then rounding that right out, uh, you know, with these couple of Asian countries uh, and Finland, which has a great educational system, you have Canada, which by some uh, studies has uh, the best educational system overall by some rankings. So they're right there with a, a, a really, uh, you know, a great set of scores in reading math and science. Uh, then you've got New Zealand. You've got another uh, Asian country with Taiwan, the Netherlands, Australia, Liechtenstein, Switzerland. I'm surprised that they're, they're kind of far down there a little bit. Estonia, Germany, uh, Belgium, Iceland, Poland. I see, you know, you don't see the, you don't see the United States here. So let's take a look at this. We have Estonia beating the crap out of the United States. Uh, you know, and I shouldn't make it competitive, but, you know, I come, I'm, I'm old schooled. You have Poland, you know, everybody makes, uh, you know, all these, these Polish jokes from years ago. <laughs> well, how do you like it now? Now they're going to be saying there's these two, you know, there's these two Americans walking down the street. You know, it used to be a Polish joke. There is a little, there's a little uh, joke grenade for you. You've got Norway, then you've got the United Kingdom, then you've got Denmark, then you've got Slovenia. And here, here you go. You've got, um, uh, you know, then we've got Slovenia and, uh, you know, there you go. They're higher than us. Then you've got Ireland. You've got France, and right below France, just two points below France, there's the United States. And after the United States, we have Hungary and Sweden. I'm really surprised with that, that Sweden's educational system uh, is below ours in, in reading, math, and science. I'll have to look into that. Then there's the Czech Republic, Portugal, uh, Slovakia, Latvia. They're not many points off the United States, you know? There are not many points off the United States. Uh, so there you go. We're number 24 uh, in there. Now, you know, why this tremendous decline, uh, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the, the past 30 years, you know, basically what the research seems to show is that the, the notion uh, of this decline seems to be due towards uh, economic problems, underfunded program um, uh, you know, people, uh, sitting there and, uh, you know, decreasing education funding, like in the United States, they've decreased ed education funding overall by 3%, you know, and, uh, that's, that's not good. Uh, in, in 2018, according to Business Insider reports, the education ranking in the United States wasn't uh, you know 24th. It was 38th in math scores and 24th in science. The United States education rankings have been falling by international standards, like I said, by over three decades. And if you look at the uh, you know what's going on in the school system right now with the Betty DeVosses of the world, you can see what's happening is that areas with money 
uh, will seek to open charter schools. And if they don't even, they have better schools in areas where people don't have those uh, tax dollars that they can use to benefit them. So those are kind of like the down and dirty things that may have to do with, uh, you know, with the education in America. Now, I'll tell you what I think. I'll tell you what I think. And I think it ties into a lot of the things that uh, are the same as when I start talking about psychobabble and everything else like that. I, uh, you know, as a management consultant for many, many years, or when I was an administrator for many, many years, and I would, uh, you know, take over failing programs and always with wonderful fellow staff members, peers, colleagues, uh, other people, you know, that I would find to get involved in the programs, we would always find that, uh, you know, that the work ethic was very important, number one, that organization uh, and organizational abilities, clear thinking, critical thinking uh, was very important. And all this came together to be what you call process and content theory, that if you have a good process, that if you understand uh, that there's a mechanism to address all these things and you follow through meticulously, you get good outcomes generally. You know, if it's possible to succeed, you will without a shadow of a doubt. If you're consistent, if you monitor, if you have good information, if you make good plans, uh, you know, if you let everybody have input into things and have a good decision making problem process and all those kind of things, things work very well. Uh, if people are cooperating and working as a team. And that's pretty easy to do if you're a good leader. It's not impossible. It's making a we instead of a me. Now, what the heck does that have to do with the American education system? Well, in, in a lot of ways, the American education system is a system that is always attempting to exclude certain people. They're always trying to exclude minorities. They're always trying to exclude poor people. They're always trying to exclude people who are different, people who are behavior problems, people who have developmental disabilities, people who speak English as a second language, people who don't have money for the school lunch programs, people who look different, people who act different, people who come from different cultures. We make this great play of fitting everybody in, but but we don't do a very great job of that in, in many cases, unless you got big money and you're going to, to, you know, to, to big money schools. Now, you know who does do that well are Catholic schools. They're notorious for doing that. They have very high graduation rates. They have very traditional programs they use. They have excellent process. They don't get hung up in a lot of the things that other people get hung up into, you know. And that's just a fact. And some of the charter schools or many of the charter schools follow similar models where, they, you know, they're allowed to have their own particular, uh, you know, process and they get their own particular, you know, good content coming out. Now, you know, not to confuse this, but to use that Occam's razor thing that I talked about on uh, yesterday's show, you know, all human beings involve themselves in three behaviors. They involve in themselves in thinking. You know, they think about things. Information comes in. They process it and they think about it. They have to make decisions. They have to, to do, you know, to do, you know, to to process that information and understand it and whatever. They feel about things. They see things. Things happen to them. They have an emotional response. And then they make a decision to do something about it or not to do about it. In psychology, we call that a thinking, feeling, and doing model. Now, I have to, to be very honest with you. 
I think the educational system that we had in our country was very, very, very effective for many years for all levels of people who would get into it. And that's why it was so superior when the schools concentrated more heavily upon your thinking, how you think. Are you a critical thinker? To teach you how to think, not what to think, but how to think. You know, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, that's what they would do. They would teach you how to think in a productive way. Then they would teach you how to make decisions and what to do. Some things might be by rote. Certain things might be by your own initiative, uh, you know, so on and so forth. But they would take into account your feelings and everything else like that. You know, uh, they weren't trying to be necessarily cruel, but they were a lot tougher with you in, in many ways. They wanted you more compliant with many things. Uh, you know, in, in some areas, and they were more interested with you learning how to fit in, to become enculturated to your culture, and um, how to cope with things. And then all of a sudden that changed. So what I'm trying to say, if you use a model that's thinking, feeling, and doing, okay, that years ago, I think thinking and doing were the things that got the primary emphasis, and we had a lot better process. We had people who could, you know, handle things better. People who learned things um, much better than people who are learning things today. You had more intrinsic learners, people who wanted to learn than people who just had to learn. Okay. There were still lots of those people around, but uh, it was a different kind of a learning. Now, I think the concentration is not on whether your thinking is clear or not, for the most part. Uh, you know, they, they, I think the educational system wants you to be a free thinker without giving you the skills many times. Um, they many times want to allow you to do many things that you don't understand necessarily why you're doing them. Uh, but you seem to have some sense of entitlement or freedom to do those things. But the, the a major emphasis on everything is how you feel about things. How you feel about writing, handwriting. You feel that writing in cursive is a little difficult. It takes a long time to teach you the fine motor control and the intellectual skills that people have had for forever to do that. And we'll have you print because it's quicker and less frustrating. Sure, go ahead and print. You're having a hard time memorizing the times tables or things like that, or doing math in a traditional way that seems to be, uh, you know, has been uh, productive and helpful for people forever. We, no, we'll, we'll dream up some other crazy method that uh, maybe it's a better method. I don't know. I've seen it. It's, it's almost impossible for me to follow. And I'm a psychologist, you know. Uh, we won't concentrate on history. We won't concentrate on philosophy. We won't concentrate on, um, you know, other civics. We won't concentrate on anything with home economics. Uh, you know, we won't teach you how to think, to make plans, to do things. Uh, we'll teach you to basically comply. And hopefully your thinking and doing will be consistent with some test scores for reading math and science. I think basically what's happened with that, it's uh, this is why you have people who fail 
you know, fail in uh, academic competition, but get appreciation awards and participation awards, or, you know, you, you have people making all kinds of excuses for people who don't do the work and all kinds of second and third chances for things, or, you know, the inability to identify people as not doing well and everything is, you're, you're doing great, buddy, or, yeah, that's the way you see it, that's good. All that kind of stuff. I think a lot of that stuff uh, is important uh, and a lot of it actually has gotten out of hand and it's nonsense. It's like if you want to work out at the gym and you really, or you're working on a diet, you can bullshit your way through all these uh, shenanigans and all these special programs and, you know, all the different things. But what does it come down to? Well, it comes down to keeping your hand at your side when it comes to overeating and making good choices. You know, that's the thinking and the doing part about what kind of food you're putting in your body. And then forgetting about how you feel when you're tired and really don't feel like working out or doing the things that you have to do by thinking about how important it is working out a plan that works for you and actually doing it. Okay? That you see things clearly and you wind up doing it. Now, if we're going to use that Occam's razor, we're going to keep things to the simplest kind of thing, that's what I think is needed in school. I think we need to give back that 3% and more and hire the proper number of teachers, have the proper number of aides or the proper size in elementary schools. I don't think we should be diverting money to charter schools or things like that. Yeah, if you want to have a charter school, great. But the public schools should be set up to be as good as the charter schools, if not better. Everybody, the goal should be to educate our youth. And it shouldn't be to candy coat stuff. It should be to tell the parents and the students coming in, yeah, we're here to, to educate you, to help you learn how to read, how to write, how to do arithmetic, how to understand your environment, how to understand the arts and sciences, how to be creative, how to um, respect the scientific method, how to look at history and religion and philosophy and all those things that have always been taught in educated societies. Not just to be drones, to work for Amazon or to work for a tech company. You know, there need to be writers, there need to be physicians, there need to be philosophers, there need to be dancers, artists, you know, to embrace education, not to become a nation of scoffers at science or people who make fun of philosophy and religion, people who scoff at the arts or don't think it's important, or people who don't think that uh, physical fitness is important to your intellectual growth and maturation. The thinking, feeling, doing model, that incorporates everything. You just don't pick one out. Like we're just gonna work on thinking. We're just gonna work on feeling and then devise whole systems around about that. Now that's what I think. And I think if we did that with kids, I think if we pay teachers what they were worth which is a good amount. I, I, I think if we had our libraries filled with uh, computers for people to use if they needed them, for books if they like to read those, for uh, other you know forms of education 
uh, you know, that would be wonderful because it's amazing. Every year I ask a question in my college class. Do you think that the education system has prepared you for life? And the overwhelming response to that, 99% of the students is no. And I'm, I was always expecting in the beginning for them to say, well, no, they didn't prepare me well in reading, writing, and math. No, students don't give a shit about that at all, primarily. They think they're really doing great in that, and they're not. They, they'll say things like, well, nobody taught me how to pay my rent or do my taxes. or do." It's like, what? Your parents should be doing that, or that should be in a course in um, something with civics or home economics or some kind of life skills training or something. That isn't the, you know, you don't spend 12 years in, you know, uh, in elementary and high school to learn how to do your taxes. I have students who are scoffing whether, you know, am I ever going to use geometry? Yeah, if you have a plumbing job or you have, uh, you want to figure out how to plant, a, you know, something in your yard or do wallpapering in your house or, you know, do any kind of woodworking or, you know, come on, man. You do need those things. You do need to send, you do know, need to know about history. And it's good for human beings to, to be able to weep at music or understand how things are composed as an artist. That makes for a well-rounded person. That's why I think we're slipping back one by one by one. And that can easily be reversed. Because the emphasis isn't really on being intrinsic learners and being educated and an educated, enlightened individual. I think the it's on test scores and being a drone for being fodder for industry. And that's all wrong. That's all ass backwards, in my opinion. And that's my show on just thinking. I hope you enjoyed it. And I'd be curious to see what you think. Why the American education system is uh, succeeding or failing, however you think it is. You can get me at swangland, that's S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D at gmail.com. And I will see you or you will listen to me and I'll listen to you on Friday for our next Just Thinking episode. So be careful, be safe, and I'll catch you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. And also you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S Wangland. That's at S Wangland. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at www.podcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? 
If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.